guys howdy 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 q a back at it back at it um just right off the bat um in keeping with the theme of today's episode i'm just gonna do a quick review uh of the song dumb by nirvana and say it's just um very emblematic of the utterly retarded nature of our present moment I also want to say that while this is a parody and pastiche, I read somewhere that uh, Francis Ford Cobain, I think that's her name, or did I make did I make did I make did I make up the Ford part? I think I'm adding that like a Coppola. Anyway, she apparently makes a million dollars a year um, just off her dad's uh, the rights to her dad's music, so she could cut us some slack. She could throw us a bone. <laughs> Hell yeah. Again, I'll just say we should have her on the pod. <laughs> yes. We'll give we'll give her some airtime. I'm sure she's hawking some horrible belly bloat products or something <laughs> on Instagram. Oh boy. Yeah, and I also did want to just get out of the way. I I've been sick now for like uh like 9 days and I have a disgusting raunch cough that may come up from time to time. So just be prepared for that. Do you have long COVID? It, it, might, it might be COVID. My my mom uh, also is sick and we were together recently and she, she tested positive for COVID. <gasps> oh, so no. thank lib- God for these miraculous vaccines, right? Your uh, your libtard parents got COVID finally. I know. I know. So it's been quite a... I, you know, sort of a lot of emotional support on my end, but uh, thankfully she's seems to be recovering decently. And my dad didn't really seem to get it at all. So, did he isolate her? <laughs> no, no. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I've been praying to get COVID because my, uh, I'm just tired at work. And if I'm just like normal sick, um no one gives a shit but if i have covid they (laughs) they make me stay home so i'd like to get one more paid you know 10 days Uh 10 days 10 days off before you just need like a photo of a positive test right (laughs) yeah that's that is true but i guess i'm scared to do that because then uh let's say I do get COVID and you know, it, it it feels like you're sick, you know what I mean? But I don't want to get COVID for real later on and then have to work (laughs) like the whole time, you know? So I'd I'd rather just take it when I really do have COVID. Yeah. Um, And I like the, I like the like uh, nature of how everyone freaks out around and around you. So you really get like, (laughs) you really get like left alone you know uh yeah i mean in my case not so but um i support <laughs> that i think we just all need to act like normal fucking human beings who are sick of course i mean you have little you have little beings that absolutely you must take care do of do not give a shit how sick i am yeah <laughs> yeah so you don't have a choice you will be 
engaging with them regardless. Yeah. So, um, at least you're exposing them early, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And again, <laughs> they're, they're pretty much fine. The two year old <laughs> has like a little cough, but, um, that's about it. Yeah. We know it doesn't do shit to kids. Yeah. Um, luckily you didn't give her myocarditis, uh, in your attempt to, uh, banish COVID from her right. existence. Yeah, no, I, I thank God that I woke up before the, uh, <laughs> before the child vaccine rollout. And I'm just glad that your wife's on board because we we were texting a little bit today about how women are spiritually libtards. <laughs> yeah, um, apparently what you said, that's the red scare take. And, uh, yeah, they say that women are spiritually liberal. So I looked up a specific definition of liberal to kind of understand <laughs> uh what they might mean by that because i don't i haven't read a lot of political theory like, so I've, I've only read like the bullshit like I've, I've never read like real political theory because i i did actually get a feminist studies degree so at like a bull you know a bullshit college um so i you know i've only read like queer like queer theory like written in the last like 30 years i've never read like john locke or whatever yeah but even those like the, that that classical liberal kind of thing like the john locke adam smith that it doesn't even really have that much to do with what people talk about now when they say like you're liberal or whatever like now liberal just means like you just think you need to like vote blue and save various like poor people and different groups that need your white saviorism and whatever you know well actually i think if we're gonna <laughs> uh boil liberals down to what um it actually kind of means in today's culture i would argue that you actually kind of hate uh, a lot of poor people and find them terrifying but Oh, agreed. you do. You do have a. You do have an affinity for various special interest groups um, that have replaced uh, poor people in the imagination of the liberal as the group that needs liberating. Right, right. Like trans POC prostitutes and stuff. But I think the Red Scare take, or maybe what another one of our friends' uh, fitness feelings take when he says that women, it's okay for women to be libtards, is, be, is basically just that, you know, it makes sense that uh, women, and probably gay men who are sort of like inverted <laughs> women in a way, <laughs> it makes sense that they would have kind of a like, you know, caring sort of like loving nurturing attitude toward toward people that they're concerned are being trampled upon by the by who no one really knows but just kind of spiritually inside <laughs> yeah. you know yeah like the bleeding heart kind of mentality um but but to me and to, you know it's kind of cute and sweet right but like to me it's just ultimately sort of a um you know, like basically a CIA sanctioned uh, ideology that kind of diverts you away from like the real, I guess, centers of power and directs you into various kind of um, dead ends. 
Yeah, we we should also <laughs> add that the liberal philosophy these days is to care really deeply about every uh, you know disadvantaged, marginalized group, which are getting increasingly niche. Um, but your own uh, you know child growing inside of your womb is absolutely not um, in the category <laughs> that you should be concerned or worry about. You know. Right. Right. Um, which is a very strange thing, but I I do understand sort of where I guess the people who say that are coming from in the sense that like it sort of makes sense. Um, yeah. But anyway, we're in the we're in the midst of kind of libtard uh, mania because uh, the election is ongoing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's I guess technically over but they're really trying to insist that it takes a long time to count all these votes and we have to be patient about it so i guess it's still sort of ongoing sort of all right let's start with the real question do you think voting is real or do you think it's <laughs> sort of like a mass like delusion event that sort of is like because here's my here's my belief that I'm going to go on the side that I don't really think voting is real uh -huh. because it's confusing to me. This sort of goes back to like the moon, the moon episode, like with all this technology that we allegedly have now, I don't understand why you have to still use the mail to vote or why there has to be like specially designed very expensive voting machines that seem to like malfunction and fuck up like all the time. Um, I, I don't, I really don't understand how you can't like vote the way you like file your taxes on some sort of like secure government website where you, you, I don't know where you have to yeah, use. I mean, like, I wouldn't trust that either, honestly. But I know, but it just the way the whole like display of voting yeah. seems like oppy to me in the sense of like, it's the most like romanticized they can make it. Like you have to go to a place and you have to like stand in line and you like go to this special machine or like fill out this piece of paper. And uh, well, you know, most importantly, you get the sticker and then you get the sticker that says I voted and you get to like show everyone that you voted and you get to like, tell other people to vote and you get to feel sanctimonious and really good about your decision. And that part to me is why I think it's probably mostly fake. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely fake in many aspects um, that we can talk about, but yeah, like one of the things to me that's always like every election, they make it seem like, it's the you know the highest stakes election of all time and that if you don't vote you're you know in this case the big narrative was like about the end of democracy and that democracy is on the ballot and shit like that yeah and um definitely that narrative is just absolutely fucking retarded but but they they use it to stir up this frenzy. And so that was one of the things like we both saw that um, New York Times, um, like, <laughs> I don't know if you can even call it an article, but like bullet se series of bullet points about how to handle 
um your stress from the midterm elections yeah i'm gonna pull it up right now yeah i can can actually (laughs) read it so i mean this is when i really started feeling crazy because it said five ways to soothe election stress try five finger breathing which sounds perverted to me uh (laughs) And it says, trace the outside of your hand with your pointer finger. When you trace, breathe in. And when you trace down, breathe out. Um, sounds like something you do in a kindergarten class. Or like um, the psycho kid in like a in like a white padded room would be doing or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like definitely like stimming. The other one was really insane. It said, cool down, plunge your face <laughs> with ice water. For 15 to 30 seconds. That one was really crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> um, the, the other one said move. Even a walk around the block can offer some relief for an uneasy mind. The la- the, the fourth one says breathe like a baby. Which is focus <laughs> on expanding your belly as you breathe. Which can send more oxygen to your brain. And then it's to limit your scrolling. Which of course no one does. And the New York Times doesn't actually want you to do. Because of course not. they want you to be a nervous wreck. Consider plotting out specific times when you will look for election updates. So honestly the New York Times tweeting this just seemed like a really coordinated bullshit thing to make people as anxious as possible. Exactly. That you like should be really anxious about it. And if you're not, you're not, you're doing it wrong and you're like allowing fascism to take control or something. Yeah. So um, it actually seemed like it had the opposite effect that if like, if you're not having to cope in these really, you know, intense ways, like you're not taking the election that seriously. Um so yeah but a lot of people obviously dragged it on twitter but a lot of people also i mean a lot of libtard people are really into that like i I think it's sort of like feels like the super bowl or something to some libtards because it's like you know you and i relate to this as like a reformed libtard it's like it's exciting sort of to like wake up in the morning and like who's uh you know who won and who who did it and right blah 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 whatever i don't know i mean it's 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 very i guess but i mean okay here it gets I have your some, like dopamine yeah uh, firing yeah i think that with my theory that voting is mostly sort of fake in a lot of different ways i mean there's probably a lot of different things going on but with my theory that voting is mostly fake uh i, I kind of think that they're not even really trying anymore because now every election is just super, super close between the parties. Um, and to me, it, it sort of is just, I don't know. I feel like it's just like, they're really like, kind of not not even hiding the fact that they're essentially, like we're essentially a one party state, you know? And I feel like more and more people really feel that way. And they just <laughs> they just don't really, Sort of, but it they, it never really breaks through. And that idea never really takes hold with the masses. Like even like this past election cycle is a great example where there was a ton of like liberals who who basically woke up based on the COVID response in, in, in the big Democrat areas and were furious, absolutely furious. And um, then and it was, you know, everyone was talking about like this is going to be a red wave and whatever. And then lo and behold, you get this um, abortion decision from the Supreme Court. 
And all of a sudden, you know, my body, my choice is on the ballot. And all these like people who were over the Democrat Party felt like they couldn't vote against their you they 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 couldn't like truly um shift their their party loyalty or even acknowledge that it, it still reinforces this narrative of like okay i guess team blue like is the good guys you know they're standing up for meanwhile these my body my choice people at least uh the ones who weren't woke up to the covid thing uh had no problem with with the idea that you can force entire populations of people to take an experimental um, vaccine. <laughs> yeah, I will say I love that Fran Drescher came out, based Fran Drescher. Yes, based Fran. That was exciting. I mean, now she's, it's sad because she's sort of like a kind of like a Dolly Parton figure. Like I would argue she's kind of like beloved by, you know, all sorts of people, but uh now she's obviously going to be in trouble. <laughs> Dolly, Dolly coming turning out to be based would be really exciting for everybody, you know. Uh, yeah, it would be legit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I bet her husband didn't get the vaccine. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So okay, should we go down? I guess let's talk about. Should we go down like kind of the list of like. Yeah, I guess important things that have come out. So I guess the most obvious one is Fetterman did win. Yeah, in Pennsylvania. well, uh, uh, yeah, that that happened. I I feel like we should actually kind of talk about that last. Okay, because that's but, like the most exciting. That did happen. Yeah, which is amazing. I mean, ridiculous, but sort of amazing in like a tragic way. Um. But yeah, I, I think I don't know. Like we, I feel like we can just talk about like elections and and how they're talked about, like and, and what they actually are. But like to me, if you if you think that like elections here are these perfect like demo democratic institutions that you know express the will of the people and they've never been rigged and or couldn't be rigged because we're too we're too we've got too much democracy here, like. I just don't know what to tell you, honestly, because, I mean, it, it, you can argue about like how routinely elections are straight up rigged as in like ballot counts are manipulated and that kind of thing, or to what extent it's done or, you know, how frequently and where and when, but it, it it's definitely happened. And um, there are, it's just obvious, like there are, so many powerful interests who have an interest in the outcome of these elections millions or billions of dollars on the line and the it's obvious that like the elections could be manipulated if if there was a reason to do so and there is so just well don't... i mean let's just okay let's talk about the varying layers of like yeah. voting being fake. So like there's, there's like maybe this seems like the most extreme possibility, but I don't think it, we can totally rule it out that voting is like truly a hundred percent fake. Like nothing is really happening in those ballot, <laughs> in those ballot counting <laughs> situations and that it's all completely orchestrated. And like this whole thing was like meant to like tee up, like, a DeSantis, you know, win in 2024. And like, basically the goal is to kind of keep everything at like the status quo, um, where no real 
major changes of any kind are really possible. Like right. maybe that. So so maybe that's possible. like a permanent tug of war between the two parties. That yeah, no and one that, ever really wins, and yeah, it just keeps going back and forth. And that actually is like by design, you know. And right. the people who are like really running the government, quote unquote, are the deep state, uh, which we should talk about maybe a little bit more because they had that whole weird npr interview with the guy that was like is the deep state actually good <laughs> um so but yeah the deep state isn't real but if it is it's actually good yeah yeah they made fun of people for thinking it was real and then they went into this whole thing about how it's good but like there is an entrenched you know bureaucracy in dc that um you know in some ways is probably more powerful than any like elected official and then of course there's like the cia and the nsa and the fbi and all these other like you know portions of the government that do all sorts of things that are um you know only tangentially related to any sort of like elected politicians so there is the idea that maybe the whole like political like thing that's happening in the u.s is a hundred percent fake but let's say that you take the idea that they're like is actual like joe biden is really like sitting in an office somewhere and having all these meetings and making decisions and like that really is happening so let's say if that's true there's another layer of kind of ways that voting is fake in the sense that like there's so many ways now to manipulate people on all sides um right. you know that there's tons right. of ways to yeah to just like manipulate people's thinking about things and to essentially get them to vote you know the way right people are completely psyoped um on on multiple levels and so you don't even that's the thing is like you don't even need to rig the vote in most cases right like in illinois it's an overwhelmingly blue state and people legitimately you know believe in whatever causes that they're you know voting for because they've been told to by the like cia you know banker oligarch controlled media to think that way and so they just go out to the polls and vote the way that they're they're wanted to but, but so there's no need to rig that in that particular case right so but let's say this version of this version of like america that we're talking about now though it's like arguably there would be a lot of different competing interests and it's just to me that would kind of suggest a really chaotic model that there's just people with outsized influence, mostly really rich people, and they're sort of just all manipulating either their very, like their, their small communities or their states or larger communities, depending on how rich they are, but that it's kind of just all that. Right. Which is less conspiratorial and more just kind of like depressing, I would say. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, like, I don't think you necessarily need to believe that, like, the nefarious government or corporate or whoever actors are, yeah, like, just making fake ballots or, you know, rigging, going into the polling places and, like, rigging the outcomes or whatever to see that the whole two-party system with the, you know, each have their sort of separate, like, propaganda wings that tell them what to think and how to vote and why they need to vote and what's at stake. And 
you know, abortion, good abortion, bad guns, good guns, bad. You know, it's like that is in itself a way, a, 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 a way of kind of manipulating the, the election outcomes. And then you also have another layer of like you're saying, like the deep state where we don't even really choose our candidates, you know, right? Like our candidates are vetted by the the DNC, the RNC, who are ultimately accountable to various special interests, to all you know, industry and bankers and all all this stuff that they will not put forward anyone who does not, who is not willing to you know, uh, walk the party line. And in many cases, those interests are not actually the interests of the people who are voting, even if they have been psyoped into believing that they are. <laughs> So do you think, like, no one's driving the train? Do you think it's, like, a Snowpiercer situation where you find out halfway through that there's actually no one in the in the hall? No, there's people driving the train. I think, I'm not saying that it's all, like, you know, they're all always in agreement on every issue or how, what policy should be put forward or, like, who should be elected president. Like, I'm sure there's conflicts among the elite group that the oligarchs essentially that control the political system um but but they are all things considered they're a group of oligarchs whose interests are strongly aligned in many ways even right and um and it ultimately in my opinion it, it stems ultimately from like the the bankers the central bankers and the financial industry who run the war machine, who, you know, run the pharma industry, who run the media, and um, and there's various government um, agencies and entities, the CIA, the FBI, the, the, the two parties that do their bidding, basically, is how I would... James. <laughs> I mean, I will say the Jews are... Rep well represented in these groups, um, but it <laughs> not exclusively. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I guess there's like a third type of like rigging, which like historically, like it's it has happened. Like there, there's like you know, like everyone always says like Kennedy's dad like got the mafia to like rig the ballot boxes in Chicago or whatever. Like shit, like that has like definitely happened or even think about like before there was even like voting machines like i don't even know what the fuck happened right. did they like go by horseback like town to town <laughs> and like gather you know what i mean like uh -huh. i guess maybe they did i don't know yeah yeah no it's it's yeah it's it's uh less verifiable process than a lot of people think and the idea that it couldn't or wouldn't or hasn't been manipulated in various different ways just strikes me as like incredibly naive. But and uh, what's and what's interesting yeah. is both sides will say always if they lose that it was unfair in some way. Right. And that's a constant talking point, which I find interesting when people are like super convinced that like our democracy is like is and always has been functioning well right it's like but both sides and everyone is always constantly talking about how the other side did something wrong like right. 
You know what I mean? Like Stacey Abrams like refused essentially to like concede the governor's race, which yeah. she's like now lost oh twice. And, so yeah, yeah. and I, Trump I, refused to concede. You know what I mean? Like it's just this. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's what I I, I wanted to talk about because with all this stuff about. You know, the, the narrative this election on the lib side has been that, like, you know, January 6th, you know, stop the steal that these people like want hate democracy and wanted to overthrow a democracy and implement some kind of fascist system and that it's completely anti-democratic to question election outcomes. But as you mentioned, there are numerous instances where liberals have claimed that elections were not legitimate and <laughs> contested them including 2016 i mean yes. the, there was constant like you know hillary won the popular vote blah 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 like this yeah. election this election was illegitimate in some way not like, well the not... non-stop russian shit about russian right. information then, on facebook and yeah. totally then there was this whole thing about how like which was totally debunked by the way with that Russia basically installed our president. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that the Trump administration had like colluded with, and now no one ever talks about that. Like that's right. totally gone. I never hear that brought up anymore. Right. Um, so that was a whole weird chapter in American politics that everyone has just sort of like shuffled to the side. Um, but yeah, I think I want to talk about Stacey Abrams <laughs> as an example of this. So most people probably know who this is, but in case you don't, She's a sort of like, I don't know, like Pete Buttigieg, like Beto O'Rourke type Dem political candidate that like never wins an election, but and no one actually likes them, but they keep the Democrats keep like pushing them on everyone for some reason, I guess, because they're just like little like bitches that do whatever they they're told. But um, and... she also writes mystery novels under the name <laughs> under a under a different name i sell them in the store sometimes anyway go ahead yeah and so she she ran for election uh for for the governor of georgia in 2018 and lost she also ran again in 2022 and lost um she also was um kind of covid infamous um for taking a photo in a school with a bunch of school children where all the children were masked and she was not wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, oh, here her her pen name is Selena Montgomery. <laughs> um so anyways, yeah, after this 2018 election, she was all over the goddamn media talking about how the election was illegitimate and was stolen. And I want to play um this clip because it's it's actually a five minute clip of her talking about this and i'm not going to play the whole thing but like it's just unbelievable we won and i didn't lose i got the votes but we won't know exactly how many because of how they cheated i did win my election i just didn't get to have the job we were robbed of an election She's using the word rigged using the word steal do you think it's dangerous going into 2020 I, I don't because we can actually back it up and so in response to what i believe was a stolen election and i'm not saying they stole it from me they stole it from the voters of georgia that's when outside asking if i'm ever getting seen the answer is no this is not a speech of concession because concession means to acknowledge an action is right true or proper and i will not concede because the erosion of our democracy 
it, it just goes on and on like that. But <laughs> um, to to complain about Trump saying shit like that and saying that he's like killing democracy and whatever. And she's saying literally the exact same things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So she lost again. <laughs> uh, if we're assuming that ele- the election even really means anything, but she did lose. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. That's Stacey Abrams. I guess one thing I thought was funny, and I'm wondering like if this will ever stop, is I and I put it in our document for today, like all the different like firsts that they, like <laughs> happened this time because it's like, and I'm realizing there's like never gonna stop uh, being just endless firsts. You know what I mean? Like because they can always come up with like increasingly, uh, I guess like niche ways to make someone first. So there was the first Gen Z member of Congress, Maxwell Frost. Um, and he basically seems like I stuff about him, but he, he basically seems like a kind of a, what's the word? Um, like a democratic operative type person, like worked on a bunch of like election, like a, like a bunch oh. of campaigns and stuff. Um, and then there's Massachusetts has the first lesbian governor, which I was sort of shocked by. Like there hasn't been a lesbian before, which as a governor, which I, I don't know, whatever. I, I didn't even fact check that, but her name is Mara Healy. Um, and then there's first some lesbian governor of Massachusetts or ever of any state. The first openly lesbian governor. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, and then there's uh, obviously New Hampshire became the first openly trans man, um, and a, a non-binary person one. So that's <laughs> that's happened now. Big then it gets then it gets really. Uh, niche like there's maryland has the uh has its first black governor but he is not the first black governor so i guess we can go through like eventually that we'll just go through every state we'll get their first (laughs) black governor um like someone will be the 49th black governor but still the (laughs) like the first alaskan like black governor you know um sarah huckerbee sanders begrudgingly they had to mention that she's the first female governor of arkansas um yeah and then there's a couple different uh gen z's that were running i guess they're considering 25 year olds gen z's which i would i would call those people borderline millennials like my youngest friends that i have at this point in my life are like around 27 and they definitely firmly feel like millennials so i don't know generations are fake but (laughs) And then I saw this really, I guess the last thing I'll say on this front is I saw this really, and then we could talk about this, this, this constantly trying to make every election historic. <laughs> but uh, this woman, Olivia Juliana, I don't know who she is. She posted, if it wasn't for Gen Z, there would have been a red wave. The polling shows that our generation voted for Democrats more than any other age group. We are the reason democracy will stand. We now have a seat at the table. Time to start listening. Oh, God. Okay, 
I don't know what Gen Z has to say, but <laughs> they're here. So um what do you think about the like never ending like this is the most historic election like it's it's so important if everyone didn't vote this time we would have woken up to a fascist dictatorship well it's just the same bullshit propaganda they roll out every time to get people to vote because they know that like the vast majority of people don't care really and that you need to you need to you know like tell them that the world is about to end if they don't go out and vote because they don't they want people to go out and vote so that the system looks legit. Yeah. That's why I think we need to we need to do a voting strike because then if if everybody just stayed home and didn't vote, they couldn't keep pretending that we live in a democracy. You know the <laughs> Yeah. No, I know. I mean, and they always point out that like I don't do a majority of Americans even vote. I don't. Yeah, I think it's about like fifty percent of the eligible voting population. Yeah, it's it seems like it hovers between fifty and sixty percent. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's only the presidential election. Significantly less lower for, in the midterms. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. That was interesting. I I did get back on Instagram for the first time in a while, and oh it's a uh, wasteland. It is a wasteland, and as you know, I'm I'm back to my sobriety influencer days. <laughs> you can pay me. I've been drinking a lot of this stuff called psychedelic water. Um, if you want to, if you want to try something different, guys, it has kava root and damiana in it. It makes me feel a little crazy for an hour. Um, but I'm 17 days. You can hold your applause. Um, but anyway, I guess I felt like I wanted to look at Instagram. I don't know why. I just was like, I'm sober. I need, <laughs> need to fill, fill my time. Um, and I got on it. And it was just like, everyone was just like, uh, vote, vote. I voted, vote. Including, hate to call you out, your wife and your baby. <laughs> Both were wearing I voted stickers. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we, you know, this is a woman. And the caption was much. the caption was future voter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. As we said, it's a it's a woman's prerogative to be like a bit lip tarted. Yeah. So that was funny. Um, just to see that and, for, and I like and like Twitter is like Twitter feed is just full of like the most insane shit I could like ever imagine. It's like me walking into the ballot box with 4 million votes for Hitler. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. And I'm like, that's like the world I exist in most of the time is Twitter world. And then like, I go back to like Instagram world and it's like, everyone is, all my friends are still just like essentially, uh, you know, like, like we were in college. They're just like, if you don't vote, the climate uh, disaster will, you know, and unfold us all. Oh. Or what was the poem I sent you? That was funny too. Remember that? Oh, I don't even remember. It said, um, "Voting as fire extinguisher." It should oh, be voting God. as a fire extinguisher. So it's not <laughs> even. It says, "When the haunted house catches fire, a moment of indecision." The house was, after all, built on bones and blood and bad intentions. Everyone who enters the house feels that overwhelming dread, the evil that perhaps only fire can purge. It's tempting to just let it burn. And then I remember there are children inside. 
which is the shittiest poem I've ever read in my life. An idiotic. It's like a high school like poetry slam tier. And it's funny because everyone who posted that like is like doesn't have kids. Like the person who posted that on Instagram <laughs> that I saw is a woman who I who has told me that she will never have children. So it's just it's like think of the kids as funny for people who like very much like do not think of the, think of the kids. I, know. I mean, know? it's just empty virtue signaling, honestly. But yeah. Um, yeah, so, I, I heard I saw another one of these like Instagram memes. I'll read it. It's like a drawing of an owl. I don't really get what that has to do with anything, but it says, Hey you, yeah, you vote, vote for progress, vote early and often. I don't know what that means. Early and mm -hmm. often. Often, I mean it's just one ballot. I don't know. The vote uh hoot hoot hoot. You can't complain about our political hellscape if you don't vote. Participation is critical. Not voting is not wise. Vote. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> oh my God. It's first so of all, I assure funny. you, you can complain about the political hellscape if you don't vote, and your voting will do nothing to change the political hellscape. So. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I didn't vote. I mean, to be honest, where I live, there wasn't really anything to vote for. Because um, I'm technically not a New York president. Um, so there wasn't anything to vote for. But I do find it interesting that New York voted the COVIDian uh, back into office for governor. Yeah, the deep state COVIDian, Kathy Hochul. Yeah. Who, who took was over after Cuomo was like out me too'd and ousted. But what's funny about Cuomo's whole me too thing is like he like literally, I guess, lied about how many people died in New York State because of COVID to try to make the lockdowns look better. And there was like a true deliberate cover-up, which should have been like the scandal oh, yeah. of the century. And like people didn't care enough, so they just went out and found all these like well, the 20... media never covered it. The the liberal media, at least. Yeah, so they just went out and found all these, like, BPD, like, 25-year-old interns who were like, he touched my face once at a wedding, you know? Um, yeah. And, like, literally with shit like that. Like, I'm not even making it up. You right, know? right. And it's, like, funny because I was talking with a friend about this recently who, and she was like, oh, yeah, he's, like, a rapist, right? And I'm like, I just realized, I'm like, people can just, like, the media now doesn't even have to like come up with really any right you just have to insinuate it and people will just take it there <laughs> yeah i saw someone not that i want to defend this piece of shit but i saw oh, someone no. make make a joke about uh cuomo for sure is a piece of shit but also like uh someone made a joke about harvey weinstein how he like I guess, like, non-consensually, like, uh, cummed on a woman's breasts. And someone was like, I'm having trouble, like, understanding exactly how that happens. And then someone <laughs> replied, like, you didn't even read the article. He was ziplining over her. <laughs> um, <laughs> which <laughs> cracked me up. Um, they're, they're putting him through, like, seven trials because I think they're just, like, you know, he's the big scapegoat for, you know, like, make sure we're keeping the focus on the ugly, the big, fat, ugly Jewish guy. Like, that's, like, what everyone's doing, you know? Yeah. 
Well, he, he must this, have I, crossed somebody or pissed somebody off. And the, I think the same thing happened to Cuomo. That was so sus, the way that happened, where he was literally like a COVID hero. Cuomo wow. sexuals, and he would do press conferences every day. All the COVIDians were like slobbing on his knob. And then all of a sudden, it was like this media assault against him. So I'm sure, absolutely positive there is more to that yeah. story. Yeah, they took him out fast. I do want to say something that I read on the actual internet, which shocked me, and this is going to be slightly off politics for a minute, but apparently Harvey Weinstein's testicles are sewn into his thigh for some reason. Yeah, he has some, like, weird medical condition or something with, like, fucked up balls. Why would they put your balls in your thigh? I think, I don't know. It's supposed to be, apparently you can actually find photos of it. I've never, like, wanted to do that but um or, or not of of him but like of this medical condition that he has uh -huh. and, and it like it's almost like gangrene or something where your 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 like scrotum starts to like decay and shit so then i guess maybe they like i don't know try to just like salvage what they could oh my god yeah. jesus christ Anyway, I just couldn't even believe I was reading that on, like, you know, the internet. I don't think God had any, I don't think God had any like, <laughs> say in making the internet. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think, I think the internet is definitely, like, a demonic uh, tool. I also want to go down um, crazy Twitter hole, maybe not this episode, but sometime, and talk about uh, how a bunch of people think the Travis... Uh, what's his name? Travis Scott concert was a, was was a, a de demonic ritual. <laughs> uh, yeah, satanic ritual on this on the eve of the Getty wedding, which was yes. uh, which was um which was officiated by Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, and that Getty bitch came out of nowhere. She has yeah. no online presence, no Wikipedia page. <laughs> Um, if you Google her, only that wedding, only those wedding pictures come up, and it looks hella demonic. I'm not even gonna lie; she's wearing a dress of shattered glass. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Anyway, and the Travis whole... Scott shit was crazy too. I mean, I don't know what the deal was, but it looked it was. There's videos from it, and it looked fucking crazy. It looks really hellish, scary. You know? Yeah, and they like <coughs> they really just kind of like you know, tap danced past that one. Never heard, never heard anyone talk about that again. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess, should we do Fetterman now? Well, yeah, I just want to hit a couple more points about like the right. fakeness of elections for a minute. Okay. But, okay. So just another example of like liberal hypocrisy surrounding this. It, and in this case, it may have been justified even, but, is is 2000 when um it was gore versus bush bush the second and it all came down to this vote count in florida which happened to be governed by the uh, one of the candidates brother um and um ended up being decided by that and um liberals love to talk about that as like a stolen election right that wasn't legitimate mm -hmm. and apparently that's not uh ruining democracy uh or whatever ending democracy 
Glenn Greenwald likes to talk about that or like all this whole idea like when is questioning an election um, like destroying democracy and when is it not but um, and then the last point I just wanted to hit is that the whole stop the steal January 6th thing that has been like the theme of this election now about like you know democracy the death of democracy if we don't vote blue and everything is that it's beyond clear that the whole January 6th thing was like an FBI op. It was, you know, it, there's the, the way the media covered it versus what actually happened. You know, like people think that it was like armed and all these like Second Amendment people and whatever, but hundreds of people were arrested. There were zero guns confiscated. There were zero guns confiscated. I, I don't think there were really any weapons at all. I think some people may have had mace um and that was about it and the only person who died on that day was uh ashley babbitt who was one of the protesters not one of the police officers and then um like within a matter of weeks or months after january 6th four different capital police officers committed suicide who were there on <laughs> the you know, in quotes, committed suicide. Uh, and then there's the whole thing about Ted Cruz interviewing that woman from the FBI. And he's like, so did the FBI have any role in January 6th? And she's like, well, I can't, uh, sir, I can't comment on that. You know, like over and over again, did the FBI instigate violence on January 6th? Well, sir, I, I, I'm not uh, permitted to address that. And the whole thing is, it, you know, Ray apps and all this shit. So, yeah, I mean, the, using the, it was just clearly such a used as a, this media narrative about how, you know, democracy is imperiled and we need to get out the vote and you can't question the elections because that's anti-democratic and all this shit. All right. All right. Well, thank you for all that analysis. <laughs> um Hey, um, let's uh, let's talk about the most important, um... <laughs> the most important single election in the most important midterm election season of all time. Okay, so I guess to give if you if you are thankfully like not uh, you know um, tuned into all this, like I think um, that. Okay, so let's just let's just go over what happened. So Dr. Oz, who's like an Oprah, I guess, celebrity, who I guess actually lives in New Jersey, um, but somehow managed to uh, find a way to run in the Pennsylvania Senate race. And um, it's, you know, living in this part of the country, it's, it's not, I, like I, I explain to people from other parts of the country all the time that like, just up in the Northeast, you can be in like four different states, like within like four hours, you know, um, everything is very crammed together and the states are very small. So he really could have lived like, I think his mansion in Jersey was like 20 minutes from like the Pennsylvania <laughs> quarter, you know, well, that's basically. Yeah, I mean, there's like no real 
point where it's like now you're in Pennsylvania. I mean, there is. I mean, there is an actual border. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's the Delaware River, but yeah. I just well, you mean can that, just like... remote be senator from like any state, right? <laughs> Zoom in, right? <laughs> Anyway, whatever. I'm sure he bought, I mean, he's rich. I'm sure he bought a house in Pennsylvania or whatever. And that's, he started putting that as his residence. Um, So he was the Republican ticket. And actually him getting the Republican ticket was really fascinating because there was a pretty intense like primary um, where a lot of different things went down, but um, including the other Republican candidate, like, kind of trying to get Trump to think of, like, Dr. Oz as, like, uh, I don't know, like, a Muslim, like, a really heavy focus on that. Oh, his um, first name is Mehmet, right? Yeah, yeah, and they thought he would respond to that. Um, they, like, showed Trump pictures of, like, Mehmet Oz, like, in a turban and things like that. I mean, he is he is a Muslim, I think, right? I have no idea. I think he is. Or, I mean, at least, like, you know, in the sense that, like, any of these people are anything but Satanists. <laughs> um, so he was running, and then running against him was Fetterman, whose last name is what? Oh, that's his last name. <laughs> no, what's his first name? John, I think. John. I've just watched all the videos. <laughs> um, yeah. He's like a, he's like a, yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a tough-talking blue-collar guy or whatever. That's, like, his deal. Yeah, um, he has like a he's uh, has a shaved bald head and he's kind of like overweight and he has a weird beard like a goat. All right, wait, before we move on from Oz, um, he is so it actually is pretty shady. His he's lived with his wife Lisa in their longtime home in Cliffside Park, New Jersey which is like a fancy like New York City suburb. Um, but apparently he changed his voter registration to his in-laws home in Pennsylvania and allegedly it's a room there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure all kinds of shit. Yeah. Like... So he actually really is. He didn't even he's worth five hundred million dollars and he didn't even he didn't even bother to just buy a fucking house there. Yeah, like he... a rental. He could use it as an Airbnb or something. Yeah, who cares? Um and then he does identify as a secular Muslim. Um, but his wife and children are Christians whatever okay um that's oz so you talk to us about fetterman now so fetterman yeah he's this guy he looks like a club bouncer or like a trucker or something you know he looks kind of like a troll john fetterman yeah and um he has visible uh back hair sticking (laughs) out of his collar yeah and he's always like looks like shit he's like wearing a hoodie and like sweatpants and stuff which like i whatever i don't really care about that but um basically he's just an obvious like dnc like cia shill um but so here's like the timeline of what's been going on with fetterman so in may 2022 uh the democratic primary is happening so he's facing off against some other i don't know democrat candidates and a few days before the election, he has a stroke and he's, you know, in the hospital for several days or maybe even weeks. 
but he nonetheless wins the the democratic primary um <clears throat> and after that people were kind of speculating about how bad was this stroke you know he was kind of like shying away from media appearances and stuff like that and glenn greenwald was actually reporting on this um because he i guess he had some sources or something who were talking to him and knew that he was clearly like not fit to be like a politician um and so Gre glenn greenwald was tweeting stuff like for decades, examining the physical and mental health of politicians seeking high office is journalistically required. Of course, the public should know Fetterman's post-stroke capabilities. Nobody disputes this. His Senate win is vital, and therefore questioning him is barred. And so Glenn Greenwald was like talking about that. Also, like I remember when Trump was running for office and everyone was like, he's not fit, he's crazy, or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, they wanted it. They wanted like his doctor's records. They were talking about that all the time. Yes. Yeah. And so here, um, basically, everyone starts attacking Glenn Greenwald and anyone else who is reporting on this, calling them ableist and whatever. And basically, like, insinuating that, like, the, the argument kind of became that, like, you needed to support Fetterman because like it's a disability rights issue like we need more like <laughs> retarded senators basically but let's but, talk about his condition yeah like, yeah that's, so, that's what i really so yeah uh, for a long time yeah i guess it, it wasn't really known like he wasn't doing many public appearances and stuff so people didn't really know what the deal was but some people were reporting that he was in bad shape so then uh, that was in may <laughs> then in october is the debate between Fetterman and Dr. Oz. God, and this election is just so like emblematic of the complete like degradation and retardation of our like democracy or what whatever you want to call it at this point. But yeah, so they have a debate and I'm going to play a clip from it. Um and the, the this is the best clip that I could find. It does have some like weird like adams family music and clips inserted but like it it definitely showcases um some of the highlights of this debate the balance of power in washington what qualifies you to be a u.s senator you have 60 seconds hi good night everybody I must correct the record. Uh, well, now, just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Okay, thank you, Mr. Federman. Don't worry about the flickering, we'll have him recharged. <laughs> no, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to, that's, that's the most American bargain, that if you work full-time, you should be able to live in dignity as well, true. And I believe they haven't had any businesses being, being, uh, you can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind uh, individuals that just simply can't pay 
to, to pay their own way. And then it ends with a clip of like a, a poll that was taken after the debate in which 83% of the people who watched the debate felt that Oz won the debate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and like that's just this one clip. I actually watched the debate and it's, it's pretty painful. Um, that, that clip doesn't even really do it justice in my opinion like he he was he was totally out of it he couldn't put a sentence together you know it was outrageous and not a single person at the debate asked him about his health yeah well th i think they did and his response was my doctor says i'm fit to to serve and he just kind of said that over and over and did I, <laughs> like I'm trying to remember because I watched part of it too. Did Oz? Oz. So Fetterman kind of got ahead of the criticism. And at some point he says, you know, my opponent won't let you forget that I had a stroke. But like, I think all that means is I like, I, you know, need to overcome this challenge. And like, it makes me stronger or some, some like shit like that, you know, but he could hardly even speak. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what's interesting about, I guess, like, the Fetterman thing is that, like, I don't know. It's like the Democrats, I guess, are essentially saying that, you know, like, they're truly saying that, like, it does not matter your your mental capabilities or your physical fitness in any way. Like, you just truly have to be like a body that will vote. Like they could truly have like a lobotomized, you know. Well, that's uh, what they want. Yeah, they were yeah. selling it as a good thing that it's like a a disability rights issue. If you like <sighs> say, <laughs> this is gonna be like the time they had a Down syndrome Victoria's Secret model. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. like very it's much. like it's like very like. Why, why does this have to happen? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to find this tweet but uh, that was, like, about this <sighs> issue. Um, I sent it to you. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's an MSNBC article. Um, Disabled Americans have the right to be represented and, most importantly, to work. And that includes working for the U.S. government. And the, the headline is, is um, Fetterman's Senate campaign is a teaching moment. <laughs> oh, I know. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I guess it just truly seems like they don't give a shit about, like, I mean, I feel like it used to be at one point, like, people were like, the, you know, like, ideally, the people running our country would be, like, the best and the brightest. Um, and now it's, like, someone who's literally suffering from, like, cognitive disabilities should be in office. And, like, I'm not trying to be mean. It just seems like an insane stance to even take, you know? Like, yes. do, you, do you want, like, let me, like, I would, like, want to challenge these people, like, do you want someone who's recently had a stroke to be operating on you? 
Right. Like, exactly. Like, Would you like, say that you, about your doctor? Well, you know, it's this is what I need to do. I need to support like retarded doctors. So that, like... <laughs> yeah. Like when it comes down to like important things, like we want people to be like competent and like have, you know, uh, like be mentally competent and it's like it's so weird to me to like I, that's the challenge i would say to like anyone who tries to like say that is like okay fine like your your open heart surgeon has down syndrome you know you chill with that <laughs> do you know what i mean oh, right like... of course not and, and, and no one would say that you know it's utterly ridiculous i don't even think really probably I, I don't know i don't know what to think about are people really believing this when they read that msnbc article i mean twitter today was just flooded with like fetterman love yeah. like that's all i saw like if, wow. if a like i just saw like if a union were a person it would be fetterman and like lots of like oh a, sh a shorts and hoodie guy has finally won and just like all this like man of the people like working class he has kind of like a younger guidette wife um <laughs> people like her and yeah i don't know i mean what it's is this outrageous He's what just... is his past even he looks like a heroin dealer <laughs> yeah. like like straight up like has he had drug problems in the past um has anyone checked in at what, what this guy was <laughs> doing <laughs> like i i he really was the mayor do. of some town braddock yeah, he played football, so that probably is not helping the brain. Yeah, right. Yeah. He um, graduated from Albright College. That seems like a fake school. What? Um, he worked in a, as a risk management underwriter for Chubb. What's that? Chubb. Chubb Limited. It's a company in Zurich, Switzerland. Oh, this guy's weird. Yeah, that's I mean, not he's... what that's not what I thought his past would be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then, okay, what else? What else? Uh... He's just so obviously he he's an op. He's a DNC shill. It's obvious they wouldn't support anyone who wasn't and making this bit and then commit to him after he's like brain dead. It makes no sense. It's just so frustrating to me that people can't like. Oh, of course they got him into Harvard at one point. And then, yeah, and then he was a mayor of Braddock, which is, what is that even? It, it says there's a whole section on Wikipedia, media coverage and criticism. But this doesn't sound like fucking criticism to me. This he was the mayor of a town of a thousand, of 1,721 people? Yeah. That was his job before this? Jesus Christ. It's a... 1,700 people shotgun incident he's been hyped in the new york times since oh my god he is retarded listen to this. 2011 L listen to this fetterman was criticized for an incident in north braddock in january 2013 when he heard a sound he thought was gunfire and followed an unarmed jogger who he detained who he detained with a shotgun holy he shit man this is after he was a uh, mayor of this 1700 person town then the person oh was black 
Uh, oh my god, dude! This is the same shit as Trayvon <laughs> Martin, except just by the grace of God, he didn't kill the person. But... Oh my god! Apparently, the guy claimed that Fetterman <laughs> pointed the shotgun at his chest while he loaded the gun and then aimed the gun at his face. Um, Holy shit, man! He said he did believe he did the right thing and has not apologized. Uh, wow. That Part is of his white working class appeal, right? I guess so. That's a lot. I mean, I that reminds me of that lady who shot up that fucking uh, Home Depot because she thought someone was stealing. Remember that story? That was one of the funniest stories I ever heard in my life. She thought someone was stealing like a screwdriver, and so she just started shooting at them oh in this God. Home Depot and accidentally shot like three other people. Oh, <laughs> no one died, but I remember the quote in the paper that she gave as she was getting like arrested was like, "Well, I'm never gonna try to help anyone again." And it's like, <laughs> "Please don't!" Oh my God, if that's your way of helping, John Fetterman. <laughs> Please don't ever try to help a situation again. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't... I mean, he seemed to kind of rise out of nowhere. Yeah, so. the New York Times was was hyping him up since 2011. There was a 2009... This is when he's the mayor of this bullshit town. The 2009, there's an article in The Guardian calling him America's coolest mayor. He doesn't even seem that cool. I was just reading his his whole past is like he just he just is an overeducated. Uh, he has three different degrees and he was a teacher for a while. Like I honestly thought, looking at him, I was like, oh, this is a guy who had like some sort of like thug union past, <laughs> and then <laughs> right. like you know rose above his circumstances and was like done breaking kneecaps and like became like a rugged. I don't know. I, that, that was sort of the, the story I told myself in my head. I had yeah. no, I had no like, you know, proof that that's what the, that's what his background was. It just looked like that, you know. Right. Well, and to his credit, he really does look the part. He looks like an Aryan nationalist. <laughs> <laughs> like you know because what I mean? Me, yeah. No. To me, he just looks like a dude. That'd be like working at the auto shop or something. He yeah, looks like, like a like my weed dealer or something. Like he looks like he looks like a guy you would like who's like they call like Big Eddie, who you would like yeah. go to his apartment and you like buy like you know swag like shitty weed yes. from him. Like he might have a gun in his waistband or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess. You know, if it's for the people, by the people, it should be like retards for the retarded population, you know? Well, yeah. So I figured we can we can close the show um, with this quote that I found was quite apropos. I'm going to play this clip, but basically it's like a sort of I don't even know who he is, but some kind of like wise sage, like Indian yogi type with you know like a beard and he's like and um so this is how he summarizes um democracy and um i think it's uh, pretty much sums it all up because democracy basically means government by the people of the people, for the people. 
But the people are retarded. <laughs> so let us say, government by the retarded, <laughs> for the retarded, of the retarded. Wow. So there you have it. They should put that on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> uh, well, do you want to wrap it up there? Uh, well, you want to? I got a few more minutes if you want to talk about. Your... Yeah. No, I don't have to bring that up. I was just okay. thinking if there's anything if there's anything else interesting to bring up. Um, uh, that we could, you know, give the listeners a final, uh, just a final treat of some kind. Oh, I guess we could talk about how uh, SNL uh, continues to be sort of like an insane uh, psyop machine for the government with their new COVID commercial. Um, and the oh, whole God. and the whole joke is people being like, "I want to get COVID so I can relax." Kind of the joke I made like earlier in the. Oh, you know, yeah, I do remember yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, um, I still shouldn't, don't want to get COVID, but it's different now. Maybe my IQ will uh, lower by 10 points, but I think it's worth it, you know? Yeah, I can um, just stay home and watch Netflix all day. Yeah. yeah, I can watch the Netflix I want to watch. So I thought that was weird. Uh, I guess I'll bring it up. All of Twitter saying that Dasha's <laughs> dating dating Louis Louis C.K., um, which I don't think is true. Is there but... any verification of this? That's is there like even a photo of them walking or something? I don't. Where is this coming? from? Well, I'm okay. You're gonna laugh because I I got myself into some trouble with Dumois, which is the uh, got celebrity gossip site that first. Um, published the story that they were seen like hanging out together in dime square and dumois blocked me because i posted this thing these like private messages they had written about amber heard it's a long story i really got (laughs) i really got deeply involved in some weird twitter drama but i got blocked so i can't even go look and see what it what it is but um and i feel like the more i get blocked the more uh validated i feel and my shit posting persona that i'm trying to develop you know (laughs) um but yeah i don't know everyone had a lot of funny jokes about it it seems disgusting if true like it's just so gross i just that's repulsive to me yeah and he's not religious which would seem like a prerequisite for her but I don't know. She mentioned her boyfriend in today's ep- episode where they oh. had that. You should, but you should listen to it. But, uh, they had that guy logo Daedalus on, oh. um, and I like him. So I don't know. He's another big Twitter account. Anyway, people were just very funny. Like our little corner of the internet, we spend a lot of time on, or at least my little corner of the internet. Yeah, was, I'm not uh, anywhere near this corner. But <laughs> I guess gay. Uh, I don't even know what to call them. It's embarrassing to use any descriptive words. <laughs> Not libtarded gays is the only thing I can think of. We're posting about it a lot. Um, but yeah, maybe there's really no opinion to have. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like something their like PR team drummed up to 
get a few news cycles out of it. But are either of them even big enough to have a PR team? Well, so. yeah, oh yeah, I bet. Well, yeah, I bet so. Dosh is on that on uh, what Succession? Yeah, I guess that's true. And, uh, and has one of the biggest podcasts. Louis C.K. is trying to like rebrand or whatever after his like fake Me Too thing. Yeah, yeah. Brittany Griner's getting <laughs> taken to a penal colony in Russia. Oh. I don't know what's going on there, but that does not sound good for her situation. No. But I do have to say, like, just don't bring weed to Russia. <laughs> I don't think you should go to Russia at all right now. <laughs> yeah. But I was telling my friend the other day, I was like, if that happened to me, I would fucking, I would, like, offer them whatever they wanted. I'd be like, I don't have much, but if you guys want to send me back in as a spy... I will spy. <laughs> and, they, and my friend was like, what do you think, what access would you be able to offer them? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I could try to get into something though. You, you know? could re- spread Russian disinformation on the pod. Yeah, maybe I'm already doing that. Yeah. Um, all right, we can leave it there. Those are just a little like tail end things <laughs> I wanted to talk about. Um, all right. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Government by the retarded for the retarded of the retarded yeah till next uh, time all right bye guys